Welcome to Main Menu for February 27th, 2010. I'm Jamie Pauls. This week, Larry Skutkan gives us a demonstration of the Bookport Plus, soon to be available from the American Printing House for the Blind. Larry talks about the philosophy behind the design of the unit, gives us a demonstration of some of the key features of the product, and talks to us about what we can expect to see down the road after the initial release. That's all coming up on this edition of Main Menu. Hello everyone, I'm Larry Scootcon and very happy to be here on Main Menu with Jamie Pauls to introduce the Bookport Plus. For those of you that are not familiar with the original Bookport, let me give you a little bit of background. And I do want to apologize in advance. I'm uh, recording this in my basement on a Saturday morning. Uh, I think you can hear my dog snoring on the floor above. Yeah. Little uh, wine in the computer, which is sitting here on its side with its case side off. I had some power supply problems. And I will warn you that the heater will be uh, coming on. It's positioned behind me about five feet. Uh, I am using a Bookport Plus with the built-in microphone to record this uh, for Main Menu. So I just wanted to uh, emphasize that uh, one of the features of this device is the excellent recording capabilities. So let me give you a little background on uh, what it is. Um, Bookport Plus is a digital talking book player and recorder, a portable one. There are a number of players in the category of digital talking book players. APH actually um, began, started this market several years ago with the introduction of the Roadrunner, which um, only had four megabytes of RAM. <clears throat> now that was a lot because that's a lot of text that you could read on the device. The newer generation of digital talking book players, though, contain multimedia playback and recording as well. So, um, some of the others in this category that you'll recognize, uh, you know, the original Bookport, uh, the Victor Reader Stream, the BookSense, and the PlexTalk Pocket. Now, um, APH had been in the uh, digital talking book uh, player market, um, like I say, early on, and we've been out of it for two years um, since we quit manufacturing the original Bookport. And there were a lot of features about the original Bookport that we've carried on to the Bookport Plus, and I'll be telling you about those over the next few minutes. Um, so what the Bookport Plus consists of is hardware that is essentially the same as the Talk Pocket, if you're familiar with it. This, this book port, um, like the other digital media devices, plays several kinds of files. And uh, 
those, those are digital talking books from the National Library Service. Um, it also, by the way, uh, will play the NLS cartridges. So it comes with a small USB cable, about six inches long, that plugs into the USB um, port on this device, and then the other end plugs into the cartridge. And uh, you can read them that way. You do have to authorize your device, as you do with any of the uh, portable or any of the digital talking book players. And you, you do that, of course, by being... Uh, a member of NLS and using their website at um, https colon slash slash nlsbard.loc.gov there's information there about how to um, become a uh, patron of the National Library Service for the Blind and Physically Handicapped if you're not already one and uh, what steps to take if you're interested in being able to participate in their program. Um, in addition to NLS, we, uh, the Bookport Plus supports RFB&D. Um, interestingly enough, uh, this is one of the only portable devices um, that, that includes text-to-speech as well as um, audio capabilities um, to be able to play uh, with the addition of a USB drive, the CDs from RFB&D. But what most students will want to do, there's the heater kicking in. Um, again, forgive me for the noise. What most students will want to do, though, is go to RFBND or RFBD.org and uh, download the books. And we'll uh, give you a demonstration of how that uh, works with downloading both from NLS and from RFBND if, if time permits in this. And I, I think it should. We, we've scheduled some time for that. So in addition to NLS and RFB&D, the device does play content from audible.com, um, which is, of course, at audible.com. It plays um, WAVE, MP3, OGG, and WMA, or the other audio file formats. Um, it does not play iTunes yet, and it does not play protected WMA yet. We don't really have any uh, plans for supporting iTunes, although that could change if that's something that's important to people. And um, we just haven't got the uh, DRM support um, as uh, we've, we've got other features we want to add to this, as I'll talk to you um, in a minute, that are of a little bit higher priority than that. So those are the uh, audio formats that it supports um, as far as text-based content, which means that it'll be uh, read with the built-in text-to-speech synthesizer, which is uh, the Nuance Vocalizer, by the way. And uh, we'll talk a bit about that in a minute. The um, kinds of files that it supports are regular text files, uh, files from Bookshare.org, which would be DAISY, um, digital talking books in text format. Uh, so ones from other places as well, not just Bookshare.org. Um, it also supports HTML, and it does allow you to navigate by headings in HTML content. 
Um, it supports um, Word files, uh, not DOCX, but just DOC. Um, we do have on the roadmap to support the OCX, but I don't have a time frame on that yet. And uh, let's see, am I forgetting one? I believe that could be it. So, um, some of the things that made the choice of using the Plextalk hardware uh, for the Bookport firmware are um, a couple of things. We uh, what we wanted was a machine that will take us into um, I hate to overuse the phrase the next generation, but a player that'll be able to use content from the internet directly. And we also wanted a player that would be a superb recorder, so that no matter if you were wanting to just record your parents or a colleague reading an article or a textbook or whether you wanted to record a class lecture or something even a bit more demanding the hardware would be in there to be able to handle that the uh, and all in an accessible form so the Plextalk Pocket and you know the the whole Plextalk uh, line of products is characterized by how accessible their interface is, especially in the recording environment. And we've maintained that aspect of the Plextalk Pocket. What we've done to make it a unique product is put the Bookport features and navigation onto the uh, basic Plextalk. Uh, hardware. So if you're familiar with how the original Bookport worked and some of the features it had, imagine that uh, rolled into this device with also the, the uh, networking capabilities. Now I want to point out right here that we have selected to roll this device out in, in stages and well that might not be the best way to put it but the initial release of this device may not contain every uh, capability that um, it's capable of. In other words, um, one of the things that the original book port had was a note-taking capability in it. So the first um, version of the Bookport Plus does not have that in it yet. Um, we expect to be releasing uh, another version within six months of the original release that will contain uh, the ability to take and edit text files, take notes and, and edit existing text files. That um, will be a free upgrade um, as, as we did with the initial release of the book port. Um, we, you know, it, it started out with what we thought was a nice feature set and then we continually enhanced it um, until it became an indispensable tool. And I think you'll see that, uh, as I show you today, we'll, we'll um, see that this device is, is going to take a similar path. It starts out with a very strong foundation, and as we add features, it'll become a more and more useful tool. Now, some of you may ask, well, how is the note-taking going to work on this? Because with the original book port, you'll remember that it had six keys uh, that you could you could turn the device sideways and you would have a braille keyboard. 
Well, this one uses a telephone style keypad, so the input techniques that you'll be able to use on it are um, ABC, like a telephone, and then a, also a new way of inputting that uh, we call thumb braille. It's um, already in use on the Braille Plus and what it essentially is is a way to type braille on a telephone keypad and it works quite simply in that the um, top telephone key keys on the left side the uh, 1, 4, and 7 represent dots 1, 2, and 3 and then the right side the 3, 6, and 9 represents dots 4, 5, and 6 and uh, the idea is that you want to be able to just hold it and be able to type a letter uh, with your thumbs and you know, at first glance, that it's pretty easy to type an A or a B, but when you go to type an L, um, it's hard to hit all three of those keys. So it's what the problem is is three keys or two non-adjacent keys. And the way we've dealt with that inconvenience is to use the middle row of keys. Uh, sorry to get all sidetracked on this as the uh, ways to type these difficult keys. So on the left side. If you want to type a K, which would be dots 1 and 3, you would hit the 2, which is the middle top key, and then an L would be uh, a 5. And then the same way on the right side, if you want to type dots 4 and 6, you'd hit an 8, and dots 4, 5, and 6, you'd hit a 0. And you could go ahead and hit 4, 5, and 6. Those are just sort of shortcut keys. So as you can see, you could quickly um, take some notes that way. And it's got... Um, navigation and, and functions built into this keypad too. If you want to learn more about Thumb Braille, um, take a look at the Braille Plus user's manual which you can find online at aph.org tech and um, look at Braille Plus there and there's a section in there about how Thumb Braille works and that's the way it will be uh, implemented on this. Now as far as the Wi-Fi goes, the initial release of this does not contain any software that takes advantage of the hardware which is a uh, 802.11b slash g wireless um, uh, radio in there so eventually when the software and the firmware is complete you'll be able to use this for a couple of different things you know you can think the simplest thing would be to transfer files over to it from your PC wirelessly but more exciting is some of the things that um, you'll be able to do as far as obtaining content whether that be books or um, RSS feeds or podcasts or even you know you let your imagination go internet radio stations uh, it's pretty uh, pretty exciting so, and I don't have a time frame on when we'll be rolling those features out. Let's uh, give you a basic introduction of how, how this um, works with the navigation because that's essentially what separates this from the Plextop Pocket and really all the other digital talking book players. So, the, um, the problem is that most of um, the devices use the arrows to um, so to as a, a daisy navigation menu so you hit up and down arrow to um, select whether you want to um, make the left and right arrow jump by 
you know, level one headings, and, and then they'll even go into the local navigation. So whether you, you know, if you're in a text file, you can use up and down arrows to um, select line or, or word or character, and then you use the left and right arrows to do that. Well, that's, that's not a really efficient way to be able to use a device because you don't get to develop any kind of, um, I want to call it finger memory, but um, you know, the, the ability to just hit a key to do, uh, to have a predictable result. Uh, so when you're reading a book and you want to stop and, and uh, go up a line, you have to first stop and then select line and, and uh, then use the left and right arrows. So with Bookport Plus, what we've done is take all the local um, navigation and, and given it dedicated keys and then taken the DAISY navigation and put it on a menu that you ac access with eight, um, the eight key. And then you use seven and nine instead of the left and right arrows to um, move by the selected amount in the daisy contents. And so those will be, well, I'll show you, like, for instance, on this book port uh, quick start guide. Well, actually, let's pick a more interesting book to uh, look at. So, uh, boy, we need to get moving here. So I'm going to uh, press, uh, I pressed the key to wake it up. I'm going to press the title key to uh, select another title. Now what it told you is that the name of the title we're on and it told us that we're on the SD card because we can press the title key again and read external USB media including um, thumb drives, um, NLS cartridges, um, even if you have a USB CD drive it'll directly read that. So that's, that's pretty exciting and it's a good way to get content so you can use this um, with the thumb drive to uh, share you know, papers you might be working on with your colleagues or schoolmates. But anyway, I'm going to press the right arrow to get to the next book. Two. History in the Making. The Story of the American Printing House for the Blind, 1858-2008. Okay, let's select that book. These, these come um, on the SD card when you receive the Bookport Plus. So you get the uh, Bookport Plus Quick Start Guide and then a book uh, here about the American Printing House for the Blind that commemorates its 150th anniversary and uh, gives some history about it. And it's just a, uh, it's a very interesting read, but just as importantly to new users, it's a good way to practice and have some material on the device before you have to um, start dealing with any complexities about how to get material over to it. And the way you do that is, uh, you know, with the same with most of the devices, this just shows up as a drive on your PC or your Macintosh or even your Linux computer. And um, you can copy files over to it. And one of the nice things about the PlexTalk and the Bookport is that, um, oops, let me stop that, is that there's no specific file structure for how you have to copy the files. Um, you can put anything anywhere. Um, the only real rule is that you can only have one digital talking book per folder. So um, each one needs its own folder. 
So we were talking about the navigation. So as I press the 8 key, level one. Um, this, well, this particular book's only got level 1 navigation, so um, we'll, we'll just use that. But if it had more, phrase. well, and, and all, most of the DAISY um, audio has phrase navigation too. So uh, we'll go to level 1. And I, I'm doing that just by pressing the 8 repeatedly. And you notice it gave a low pitch tone there. Um, one of the things that the Bookport firmware does that uh, people will remember and appreciate from some of the earlier products is that um, when you open a DAISY book, it Bookport selects the lowest level of DAISY navigation possible in the markup. Um, and forgive me if that sounds Greek to you, but what it essentially means is that when you go into a book, you can start pressing the 9 and the 7 to move by the smallest amounts that are marked up. So as I press the 9, History in the Making, Chapter 1, an introduction. Press it again. Chapter 2, Leaders. Chapter, chapter 3, And I'll stop that. The other um, things about the firmware that make it really unique um, in the field is that now that we have the arrow keys freed up, we can do more interesting things with them. And one of the things that you usually want to do on digital talking books more frequently than anything is speed them up and slow them down. So the up and down arrows. And you can do that while it's playing too. Let me turn that up a little bit. And then slow it back down. And we got the low pitch beat for the normal. And of course, you can speed it all the way up. And all the way down, it goes below normal too. Which is a request we've often had. So we're back to normal. I'll stop it. The other um, things you can do for local navigation, and what I mean by local navigation is navigation that's not in the DAISY markup. So for instance, this particular book was only marked up at the chapter level. Um, of course, you'll find some that are marked up much more elaborately depending on what kind of book it is. So for instance, NLS has some cookbooks that are marked at the um, recipe level so you can it's easy to navigate uh, quickly to where you need to go but what I'm talking about is that's that's difficult for people is the local navigation and I'll show you it with text too but right now we're talking about the audio so the left and right arrows move you left and right by five seconds um, it's just like the rewind on the cassette player and one of the things we want to do is make this so simple that it's you know, it's like a cassette player. So left arrow always rewinds you five seconds. And you can you can do it repeatedly. One, two, three, four. I just move back twenty seconds, and we can verify that. Elapsed one hour fifteen minutes nine seconds. And then if I move ahead, one, two, three, four, five, six. Elapsed one hour fifteen minutes forty-three. In the following, I'll stop it. Um, 
the other ways you can do local navigation while you're in audio is with the one and the three keys those move you by um, 30 seconds at a time so instead of hitting that five second key six times the right arrow I could have just hit the three and that would move me 30 seconds forward or each time and you can see it's pretty responsive now if as you move down the keypad and you'll notice this is this is similar to the way some of our other interfaces work the further you move down the further you move in the content and the left side moves toward the beginning of the book and the right side moves toward the end so we just mentioned that the one and three move by 30 seconds in audio well the four and the six um, do one of two things in, in the rawest of audio um, they move by 10 minutes so you can move through a, a large book quickly with 10 minute jumps I mean the biggest of books in, in daisy titles that contain the proper markup, those keys will move by um, pages. And we'll, we'll try to find an example of that here in a minute. So um, as I press the six key, I'll move by 10 minute chunks. And we'll verify that. So I'll hit it again. And uh, we'll do it again. So we're moving big chunks. Now as we go down the keypad, as I mentioned, um, we're down to the 7 and 9 now. And those move by the daisy structure. I'm hitting 7 to go backwards. Let's check our time here. Okay, good. we got a few minutes. So that's the uh, basics of the audio navigation uh, and control. Um, there's ways to set bookmarks um, in any kind of content. And one of the things we really try to do is make the um, navigation uniform uh, among the different kinds of content. So now I'm going to show you um, navigation in text. So I'll, I'll hit the file menu, I mean the title list. SD card, Daisy title two. History in the making. And then the we'll, uh, the House for the Blind. we'll go to the recent files list. Recent titles list. One. History in the making. Two. Bookport plus quick. Three. And we hit select. Okay, so what we're going to do is move uh, what we just stopped. And this is a good example because let's get to the beginning of this book. So um, there's a couple ways I can do it. Um, and But let me talk about how the navigation works first. So when you're paused, you have uh, a little bit different controls than when you're um, playing. So when you're paused, the right arrow just moves by letters. And you can um, you, you can turn off that beep if you don't like it. I know a lot of people don't. Um, the up and down arrows move by lines. This work is still under construction. Email me if you can help. 
Copyright laws are changing all over the world. Be sure to check. Now, while you're stopped, the one and the three move you by words. Lost. R. And you can spell it by holding it. And I'm gonna I'm gonna show you that it says the punctuation too. World, comma. So um, the um, four and the six move you by pages if there's page markers in the text. Um, you know, holding the same same um, um, analogy of moving down the keypad and and moving further in the in the document. So. Uh, We'll press six. Web browser to visit a project Gutenberg mirror. Let's hit it again. May have other legal rights. Again. There now is your insular city of the Manhattos. Okay, Don't we went too far, so let's go up arrow. The ocean with me. We'll stop it. Or other cherished very good. Um, actually, let's let it play and we'll go or back by paragraph. Some years ago. Never mind how long precisely. Having little or no money in my purse, and nothing particular to interest me on shore, I thought I would sail about a little and see the watery part of the world. It is a way I have of driving off the Now, that's the sound of the text-to-speech. Um, you can speed it up and slow it down, of course. Um, we're, let's finish talking about this navigation, though. So, we talked about while it was paused. While it's playing, the uh, keys do a little bit different things. So the one and the three are a big difference. You know, there's no reason to be able to move by words while you're playing. So those switch over to moving by paragraphs. And that's how I jump back to get to the beginning of the book. Um, the left and right are going to move by sentences instead of characters. Because again, there's no sense in moving by characters while you're reading. And then the up and down uh, don't move. They actually change the speed. So as you're playing, you can increase the speed with the up arrow or keep going and it goes quite fast. And of course you can jack it back down to normal. Right there. And, or, you know, a normal reading speed. Now let's talk about the text-to-speech a little bit. Um, we are using Nuance Vocalizer. Um, you know, I think everybody would have probably preferred to use Eloquence, but um, which is the the uh, speech that most people are are familiar with from Jaws and Window Eyes, uh, and the Braille Plus for that matter, and the Icon. But what um, what the problem is is that that speech is no longer supported. Um, there's plenty of other software solutions out there and this is the one that uh, we're going to start with. Some people love this speech, some people hate it. Speech is a very subjective thing. Um, we took a lot of heat for using DoubleTalk in the original book port and uh, now we're taking a lot of heat for not using DoubleTalk. So uh, the only thing I can say is give this uh, speech a chance and you know that we don't uh, rule out the possibility of changing uh, speech engines or um, or doing anything like that. You know I think in the long term uh, I was talking 
with a friend of mine the other day about this. What what some of the uh, blindness organizations probably should do is get involved with a um, open source text-to-speech project and really make that work for the community and have it available so that other devices can evolve and use it. Um, but right now we're licensing text-to-speech from third-party vendors, so there's a lot of uh, variables that go into um, what what is available, including you know what platform it's running on, uh, the speed and memory and so forth. But we do uh, have some some possibilities that we can play with with that. Um, we are, like I say, though, starting out with the Nuance Vocalizer, and one of the first things we did in working with the uh, people at Shinano uh, Kenshi, who are the makers of uh, PlexDoc, which they have been great to work with, by the way, was to tune up the speech and, and get some of the delays out of there. Um, I think you'll recognize probably with the last update of the PlexDoc Pocket, which I believe was version 3, um, it, it was a lot snappier, and that was a result of our collaboration. We uh, we wanted all of us, uh, FlexDoc and APH both, or Shenano I should say, and APH uh, wanted the device to be snappier. So we uh, really worked hard towards getting, in that, getting it that way and uh, we're not through yet. Um, uh, I recognize, you know, that, uh, and, and so does Shenano, um, that the, the responsiveness needs to be better. It's, it's uh, much better than it was. It's not uh, up to where it could be. Um, you know, as far as reading speed, though, I, I, I don't have any concrete numbers, but I do believe this, this goes faster than the double talk. Um, you know, I love the double talk, especially for um, its clarity and pronunciation and uh, low battery, uh, low power usage. But one of the, the one thing I did not like is that it, actually wouldn't go fast enough for me um, and you know there were tricks to make it go a little faster um, but um, sometimes it would make it trip up on itself and you know we've actually run into that with this uh, this one too so we've we've had to back off and you just have to tweak things uh, the right ways and suffice it to say though that we will be working on the performance and the uh, quality um, of the text-to-speech as we uh, move forward with different revisions of the firmware. So um, one of the other things I want to talk to you about is getting content over to the device. And um, we include a, a program called Book Transfer that makes it really easy um, to get any kind of material over to it and to preview it and decide what you want to send. And I'm going to demonstrate that program right now. I've slowed down the speech on my computer. And I'm going to remove the SD card from the book port. No SD card. And put it into my um, card reader. The, the book port does have a USB port. I just find it uh, easier to use a card reader um, than, than a cable. And I have one sitting right here. so. I'll start up the book transfer software. Book transfer 
that book port transfer was the old book port. This book transfer is the new one. So. Look at that. Okay, so look, let me turn this up to get over the heater a little bit. So I've got a um, list of files here. This this um, book transfer looks kind of like the open dialog in, in a normal Windows application, but it does some very special things. Um, two things it does. Uh, right off the bat that you'll notice is that it reverse translates BRF files and that's a temporary measure because we are integrating uh, native BRF support into uh, the device itself. It's just that that's not in there yet. And the other thing it does is uh, translates uh, uh, PDF files into text. Um, a couple other really cool things it does too is that um, when you download an NLS um, book that's zipped, uh, it actually goes into, um, well, first of all, it gives you a preview of uh, the name of the book with the narrator's actual voice and shows you in what's called the preview window a, um, the description that NLS uh, has uh, posted for the book. Um, same way when you go into a folder for, say, RFB&D files that you've downloaded. If, um, in other words, if this program sees a zip file that contains a digital talking book, whether it be an audio one from NLS or a text one from um, Bookshare, it shows you the uh, preview of it and, and if you hit the send key or hit enter to send it over, it creates a folder on the device with a unique name and then um, copies the, extracts the content of that zip archive and copies it into that folder. So you can do all that manually, it's just that this is a convenience for you. So I'll move down the list of files that I just downloaded this morning and we'll send a couple over to the device. Without remorse. Without remorse, a John Kelly novel by Clancy, Tom description, John Kelly can't blame anyone when his pregnant wife was killed in a traffic accident by a runaway truck. But months later, when his new girlfriend is mowed down by her drug dealing pimps, Kelly has a target for revenge. At the same time, he must don his Clark identity from his Navy SEALs days and, once more, help his government out in Vietnam. Strong language, violence, and some explicit descriptions of sex. Bestseller. So what, what you heard there was the narrator's voice and then the description of the book in, in the preview window. And of course you can just hit, you could tab over to the preview window. And uh, the preview window in this software either contains um, what's called metadata from, from material like this or actual text if it happens to be a text-based uh, file. So let's get back over to the list and go down arrow. And we can stop uh, the preview window from speaking if we want. And you'll see in a minute that preview window will be pretty handy because it also shows you the contents of zip archives um, that you can open up and look at the individual files uh, if it's not a, a book. Or it shows you, uh, you know, PDF and Word files that you can actually uh, go through and read or send over. So uh, let's hit down arrow and we'll, let's, find, let's pick a book or two to send over to it. Loitering with Intent, a Stone Barrington mystery. Night and Day, a Jesse Stone mystery. 
Ellery Queen's Mystery Magazine. I want that Ellery Queen's Mystery Magazine, March, April 2010. Send now as button. Dialog book transfer queue management. You have files waiting to be sent to the Bookport Plus. Bookport Plus folder on default. Send now as button. Browse. B dialog button. Delete B button. Close C button. Arrow. Okay, what's what that's telling me is that I have. Uh, you can use this program without having the book port or the card, and um, it even puts shortcuts in your uh, Explorer context menu to send files to the uh, device. And what it does, it queues them up so the next time you connect, it um, gives you the opportunity to uh, see what they are. And let's let's uh, look and see what they are. We'll go to the Browse button. I forgot what I queued up. Browse B. Look at I. DBLRE tweet 201003.zip6 of 363 list view dialog book transfer. Pen Mac V3 tutorial. Mac V3 tutorial. Google Maps JavaScript API. Mac V3 tutorial. Google Maps JavaScript API. V3 Google code.htm. Size 183kb. Okay, so it's just some HTML files. Mac V3 tutorial. Google Maps JavaScript. I was looking at the uh, tutorials for Google Maps API. So I'll go ahead and close this. Cancel button. App started. Whoops! Arrow. I closed the. No, I didn't. <laughs> I just closed the pre, the uh, Q um, folder. Inbox Outlook Express. So, Red. Jamie Paul subject. Inbox Outlook it down. With the lies. Send in one to one ninety nine. Look at I. DB Glad. John Secretson. So I'm back to um, my window here, and you notice the uh, feedback I got while it was sending over there. So. That we sent the uh, whole magazine, the Ellery Queen Mystery Magazine. Without remorse. Let's you see what Voyager else we got. Ellery Queen's National Geographic. Consumer Reports. February uh, 2010. Might as well send that Consumer one Reports, too. February 2010. Cancel button dialogue sent in 1110. Arrow. <laughs> so it takes a second to load it up. Not long, though. This is probably about um, 60 or 70 megabytes. So I'm going to continue down this list and show you how the preview window works. Now, what you, what you heard there was a um, just a regular audio file. This one happens to be the uh, Freedom Scientific podcast. Um, friend of mine, Rusty Kelly, was on there and I wanted to hear him. So um, we, what it does is previews the audio for you and of course if you want to send that over you just hit enter uh, or you can hit escape to quit listening to it. So we'll go um, We'll go down arrow again. Rev three keypad no take dumb rail special Damian Graves resumes up Google Maps JavaScript API V3 example directions complex start pen station grand central station port authority bus terminal station island ferry terminal Harlan one hundred down arrow Park Alpha three bit dot zip thirteen of three hundred sixty three park alpha three bit marker SIS park alpha three bit lesser dot txt park alpha three bit Now what you got here is a zip file with um some files in it and if we wanted to we could hit enter to open this and look at those files and decide what to send over uh, we'll just hit down arrow the VOIC for mobile camera phones for information about installing the software please first visit the webpage http www.seeingwithsound.com midlet.htm and reading this manual it is assumed that you have already succeeded so what we've got here is an html file um, 
and you can actually, um, you know, it started reading it to you. You're in the preview window. You can hit Alt P to go over there. Oops, I didn't hit Alt P. So I'm gonna hit Alt P. And you can just go through it a line at a time. And I'll show you a PDF file here in a minute too. Yeah, here's a, here's a giant PDF file. And you can just move right through it. I'm arrowing down. If I want to send it over, just hit enter. I'll actually have to get out of the, uh, there. And there's another zip file. So anyway, let me, the point is that the um, the software is designed to make it very easy to find um, your material and identify it. So let's um, let's put the card back into the book port, and we'll. Um, See if we can look at Ellery Queen's Mystery Magazine for this month. SD card text. the White Whale TXT. And it always remembers where you were in the book in the file. So we're going to press our title list. SD card text five. And we're going to press right arrow. Um, another note about the. Another. Another note about the um, file list is that it organizes everything into categories. So all your text appears first, and then as you get past it, you're daisy, and they're all alphabetized. So all you really need to do to find all your content is to hit the right and left arrow. Six. Daisy title one. Consumer reports, February 2010. In the folder. Triple A. Four. Two. Ellery Queen's Mystery Magazine. So let's play it. Beginning of title. Ellery Queen's Mystery Magazine. And you can Magazine. see the performance is not bad. And let's hit nine to look at the articles. Contents. The Faceless Thing by Edward D. Hoke. Reading time, 12. The Jury Box by John L. Bree. Days of Rage by Doug Allen. Password by Michael Z. Lewin. Reading time, 44 minutes. A husband and wife detecting team is hardly a new idea. But as with all the genres he tackles, Michael Z. Lewin manages to put a new spin on the form. Let's check our time. a.m. February. Okay, I am going to have to um, bring this to an end here pretty quickly. I do want to show you uh, one quick thing um, about the recording and setting uh, headings while you're recording. So we're going to press the record key. And we'll press the record key to begin the recording. And I always start out by saying the title. This is a demo recording of how the uh, bookport records. Pause. This is, uh, okay, I paused it by pressing uh, record again. And uh, you'll notice that everything in here is accessible. I, if I, um, let's see, I can't do it now. 
but before I started the recording, I could have set manual uh, level control, and I could use the arrows to uh, give me feedback. Um, and I, let me just show you that. Uh, and I don't mean uh, the arrows to give me feedback to adjust the uh, peak uh, to adjust the recording level and then get feedback. So I'm going to press uh, play to stop this recording. And I can play it back. Uh, I always start out by saying the title. This is a yeah, well, recording of how the uh, bookport records. All right, so I'm going to uh, start another recording. Title five. I always start out by saying the title. This is a demo and I could add to this recording just by uh, pressing record here, and I may do that. But what I'm going to do is go to the menu, and uh, I'm just going to show you your available choices for the kind of files uh, formats. that one and we're going to go back to the recording controls and now turn guidance on or off uh, I'll tell you about that in just a second and we can select between line in and microphone for our jack but here's what we want is auto gain control and we're going to turn it off Now that, that's the title now. I'm getting feedback about my levels, so good. it looks like I'm at a good level. I can press up arrow. Recording volume 16. So High. testing, one, two, three. Good. All right, so we'll press record. We actually are adding to the existing recording. We could have pressed left and right arrow to start a new recording. We'll press heading. I mean, sorry, I pressed pause. Let's press resume. And it doesn't say resume while you're recording, but here's what we're talking about the recording monitor. Um, as I am recording, I can press down arrow. Recording volume 15. Now, unfortunately, that got recorded too. So what I can do, though, is turn that off. Level monitor off. Level monitor on. Good. Oh, I'm sorry. It's in the menu. Excuse me. Turn guidance on or off when so, recording. Enter. So guidance now. On. Oh, guidance on. Okay. Enter. Set. Daisy title. Five. Oh, it was on. Good gosh. Okay. Turn guidance on or off. Guidance, guidance off. Guidance off. Okay. Set. Now when Daisy we. Let's continue recording. Pause. Pause. Record. So I'm going to add a heading now. And it that's heading four, heading five, heading six. So let's stop the recording. Play. Let's continue. So I'm gonna add a heading now. And it that's heading. Now I'm gonna move by the headings. Heading three. Oops. 
so that's um, that's the recording capabilities. You can actually add headings after the fact too. And um, you know this this um, whole feedback though in the recording is um, about your accessibility. You can even get your remaining time of the recording. So depending on how much. Um, recording standby. Recording time remaining two hours twenty minutes. And that depends on your format too. So you can change your recording format. Let's go to MP3 kbps 44.1 kilohertz. That's respectable. Now look at our remaining time now. Recording standby. Recording time remaining 25 hours 40. So see you get quite a bit more um, more uh, time and it's easy to check all these kind of things. You know, you can make any kinds of settings. Uh, you can actually even set it to put headings in automatically based on silence and so forth. So I hope you uh, will appreciate that um, APH is trying to bring a tool to students that will uh, be able to handle anything that they can throw at it, including the NIMAS books. And, you know, the performance is good, even with these giant 1,000, 1,500-page uh, books. And... Um, you know, the ability to go to any page, and um, we don't have searching in this revision of the firmware yet. Again, that's one of the things that we should see um, within the next six months. So I hope this has given you a little bit of an overview of what's unique about the book Port Plus in this field of many digital talking book players. And uh, if you uh, would like more information about it, I encourage you to Join the Bookport Plus um, mailing list, which you can subscribe to at the following address. BPP, like Bookport Plus, dash subscribe at tech, T-E-C-H, dot A-P-H, dot org. So that's BPP dash subscribe at tech, dot A-P-H, dot org. Thank you and have a great day. We, the Main Menu team, would love to hear from you, the listener. You can drop us an email by sending a message to mainmenu at acbradio.org. That's mainmenu.acbradio.org. To find out what's coming up each week on Main Menu, follow Main Menu on Twitter by going to www.twitter.com slash mainmenu. That's www.twitter.com slash mainmenu. You can also find out what's happening on Main Menu by joining the ACB Radio Announce List or the ACB Radio Friends List. To join the Announce List, send a blank message to announce-subscribe at acbradio.org. That's announce-subscribe at acbradio.org. To join the ACB Radio Friends List, send a blank message to friends-subscribe at acbradio.org. That's friends-subscribe at acbradio.org. You can subscribe to a weekly podcast of Main Menu shows at http colon slash slash mainmenu.acbradio.org slash rss.php. That's http colon slash slash mainmenu.acbradio.org slash rss.php. Finally, visit the Main Menu website at http colon slash slash mainmenu.acbradio.org. 
That's http colon slash slash mainmenu.acbradio.org. The American Council of the Blind annually awards approximately 20 scholarships, ranging from $1,000 to $2,500. These scholarships are awarded to vocational, entering freshmen, undergraduate and graduate students who are blind or visually impaired and maintain a 3.3 GPA and are involved in their school and local community. Completed applications must be received by 11.59 on March 1st, 2010. Scholarship monies will be awarded for the upcoming academic year. To read scholarship guidelines, visit www.acb.org. For more information, phone the ACB National Office at 800-424-8666. That concludes this edition of Main Menu. We trust you've enjoyed the program. On behalf of the entire Main Menu team, I'm Jamie Pauls wishing you and yours a great week.